All right, what's up, me dwellers? Episode 41. I'm Stuart Anderson here with just a short introduction before Jason Lang and Jake Cook interview me. <laughs> so I uh, hope that's okay. Um, just an introduction to who I am and uh, how I got involved with me Duele, um, how I got involved with endurance sports, and just Jake and Jason asking me questions about uh, my life. So Hopefully it's enjoyable, not uh, ridiculous. It was a little weird to be interviewed, but uh, it was fun. So hopefully we'll get more guys on the team, ladies on the team to be interviewed so you can meet all the awesome people uh, who ride for me, Dwelle, and are part of this great group. So thanks to Jason and Jake for taking the time out of their busy days to interview me and um, make episode 41. Hopefully you enjoy. There's a couple quick announcements about team camp. It is coming up fast with a lot of uh, awesome raffle. The raffle uh, prize and part of the camp for 2022 has really turned out to be fun. A lot of awesome sponsors and companies that are donating and wanting to be part of Team Camp. So, uh, man, I'd come down to Team Camp just for the raffle. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. A lot of cool things happening there. And then uh, soon we will release the date for kits. Uh, hopefully Volet will be shipping them within the next week or two, and then we can set a date uh, to have everybody come pick them up and uh, get the new white stuff. So kits are coming. Grateful for everybody on the squad. Thankful for uh, our loyal listeners and uh, everybody that's part of the group. So enjoy the episode, and uh, I'll see you out there. Bye. All right. What's up? Welcome. Me Duele podcast. I am Stuart. There's Jake. There's Jason. Three of us. What's up, dudes? What up? Hey, buddy. So today is January 14th, Friday. We're uh, just plugging along with life. Really grateful to be here. Uh, I like to start the podcast. Current training status, Jason. Uh, current training status is I'm full go on structured training with uh, Plan 7. Seven. Nice. I was pretty sick for a while, but now I'm I'm none of the the workouts are showing on Strava they're just private because they're boring it's just structure but okay. I'm doing them every day okay. I'm doing something dude you were strong Tuesday I didn't feel like you'd missed a step there so that was that was great Jake just fr- fresh home from the islands back uh, from the island life it was a good uh good two weeks there ended on the ended with a little crash uh in Hawaii so that wasn't fun but uh yeah we're good um you know, nothing wrong with training in private length. You know, it's, uh, it's always fun to kind of keep things, um, close. So, but yeah, Dude. training's good. We're, we're rolling. So me and you are riding today at two 30. So I don't know. Fun. I don't know who created the idea, but sub four Haleakala, I guess it's a thing. Well done. Congratulations. Thank nice. you. It was good. It was a good day. It was, I mean, conditions couldn't have been better. I mean, 50 degrees at top, no wind. I mean, just beautiful day. So if you don't know what that means, that is riding for four straight hours uphill on a volcano from sea level to 10,000 feet. So (laughs) kudos, Jake. Well done. Thank you. Uh, My training status is, uh, yeah, things are good. We're Zwifting, Zwift ride leaders, some structure, some not structure, Still going Orange Theory. I'm really enjoying it. So a lot of rowing, a lot of uh, well, all that stuff. I'm, you know, I put on 25 pounds of muscle already this winter. So are you going to post some shirtless pics of the Orange Theory? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so good. Right. Hey, so today's a little different. Jason and Jake both suggested privately to me it'd be fun to interview me about whatever. Um, why we run the team, how I got into it, and just like a little more background of uh, who is Stuart. So that's what today is. They're going to ask me questions, and we're going to roll through that. Hopefully that's, uh, you know, turn off now. I learned from Tim Ferriss, not all podcasts are for everyone. So it's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> well, it's, it's only about time we, we interview the boss, though. I mean, everyone's got to know <laughs> the Stuart Anderson. So, Oh, man. Hopefully they know me enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, Jake, I wrote, yeah, go ahead, Jake. No, just want to, you want to go team camp and uh, some announcements? Oh yeah. 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 Uh, team camp. So we're still moving forward. March uh, 17th, 70 have registered. Holy 70. Days. So 70. there's going to be, 
there's going to be a lot of ride options for people that are nervous, whatever. So there's going to be dirt. Jason's put together some really fun routes. Um, dude, raffle is stacking up to be just, I mean, if you dude, just came down for raffle, you'd come out on top. So, amen. So many good raffles and chips done a great job on that. Yeah. I mean, I Lang, mean, like, like Stu said, Lang's done a great job on the routes. We're going to, we're getting dialed in. I mean, geez, Louise, we've got Ventum. Who's, who's going to just, I mean, they're opening the canteen here, man. It's fantastic. So, I mean, if it all goes to plans, I don't want to be too, they're going to give away a bike at yeah. camp. Yeah. Two wheel sets from Mercury. We're having a Lodija uh, registration going to be given away. I mean, there are some serious Taylor Dame's giving away seven pairs of glasses from his glasses company. I mean, there is like custom vans. By Dude, Dan? custom I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> Just come down. We're going to do two yellow jersey um, presentations down there, too, at Jim's house. So um, it's going to be great. So there's still time to register. Plenty of time. Commit. Come to camp. Commit. Yeah. Yep. Commit now. Uh, Volley backed up a little with kits, but we should have them by camp. We don't have a firm date for kit pickup, though. So not a whole lot to announce there. So. Well, let's uh, let's dive into this, man. Stu, we, uh, it's been a, it's a pleasure to have you on here, have Lang on here. We're both, you know, consider you one of our closest friends and couldn't be more excited to kind of go through your life, your journey and talk about the team, how you started the team and, or took over the team. And so we'll kind of get into it. So let's, uh, let's start this introduction, man. Shall we? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so this was, uh, we had Kristen or did Kristen write this? No, I, I wrote my own introduction. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's read it then. Born and raised in Holiday, attended Crestview, Ole Jr. and Ole High, comes from a family of three kids and is a middle child. Served an LDS mission in Ireland and Northern Ireland in 1999 to 2000, then came home and got a double bachelor's degree in political science and business from the U of U. Lifelong enthusiast, attended uh, every Rick Majerus basketball game, as a kid and teen, dude, complete legend. Love remember that guy. <laughs> Attended Ron McBride football camp every summer. Gloriously lost the 1997-98 4A football state championships to Timpu. Uh, they were good back day. Dude, they were so good. They were good. They beat, they beat us in, in our high school thing. Anyways, uh, married a high school girlfriend, Kristen, which we all know is Miss Dooley, mm-hmm. uh, back in 2004 and has two daughters, 14 and 8 lives in holiday and works for crown council, a dental marketing and consulting company. Mm-hmm. Um, a few little uh, notary items here. He loves bang energy drinks. What's your, what's your favorite flavor, Stu? Dude, I don't even know. I love that stupid unicorn one. I don't know. It just yeah, speaks to me. Unicorn. just speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I heard that you drink these before Zwift sometimes. Oh man. Is that I'm true? Just, unfortunately, it's just like a bad, it's just like bad. Like I try to quit them and then I'm like, wow. Oh, have a half a can they're like sitting around my house and in the fridge like all like a half a can here like a warm one in the bathroom it's it's not good it's not great <laughs> bro i have the bang powder that i just <laughs> mixed in whatever strength you want into your bottle <laughs> i'm ordering that i'm ordering that right now <laughs> so um, good um he has two precious standard poodles so you just got one what, a year ago yeah she's a mix though uh okay doodle with a thing with a golden retriever she's great okay. love my dogs yeah all right looks like you're good with your hands since you've played piano since eight years old uh-huh i'm an accomplished pianist you didn't know it yeah wow. watercolor wow. painting too yeah love to paint yep very artistic maybe, maybe we need to add like a raffle for a prize at camp do you think yeah, like, a, like an eggplant watercolor yeah yeah perfect perfect <laughs> <laughs> newly addicted to beat saber on oculus yes tell me about this tell me about this too Dude, bought a VR for my myself. Like, I just play virtual reality in my basement. It's so fun. I've never been a gamer. Like, not a thing. I am full-blown. Like, this is so fun. You put these dumb goggles on, and that's it. Good night. Like, uh, don't even talk to me. So yeah. Actually, we, we, we do have a video of you doing it. I think Kristen <laughs> sent it to us or somebody. Can't so remember. <laughs> uh, you were Scoutmaster for six years. That's yeah. a... Grandma beard. There it is. That's good. Uh, favorite rides. Let's see. Uh, 5 a.m. trip to Big Mountain, Haleakala, mm-hmm. mountain bike on Flying Dog in Glenwell. That's become a, a new it. thing the last year or two, yeah. right? Glenwell. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Huntsman 140 uh, and the Zwift. So, Dude, I love Zwift. I mean, I try not to like it, but I love it. And you know what? And, and 
people are their fitness is going nuts right now, man. I mean, yeah, you, you just keep so putting cool your you just keep putting your weight down. You just boop, 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 boop. <laughs> keep getting fitter. <laughs> oh no, it's been fun. All right, cool. Anything else? Do anything else we missed on that list? No, I mean, I can hit some background topics here if you want to. Um, I mean, I always played soccer as a kid, so soccer from the time I was young. My dad always coached baseball. I always did junior jazz. Like, I was always sport. Like, we were sportsy all the time. And then we were going to every basketball game, every Utah football game. Like, I was always involved with um, sports. But when I turned 12, I kind of got, like, kind of like a pudgy kid. I don't want to call myself fat, but I was not – healthy or athletic and then when I turned 14 I started playing on the ninth grade football team and that was a huge turnaround like I didn't make the a team so I was relegated to b team as a ninth grader and big chip on my shoulder like I wanted to nuke these dudes that thought they were just hot on the a team so (laughs) I remember like training like I thought I was rocky four like out in my snow boots like uh I would lift weight like as a ninth grader I was all in so from there on, all I did was football in high school. So um, I had a coach that was just awesome. Coach Mike Miller showed us how to train, how to lift, how to freaking overdose on creatine. I don't know if that was a thing for you guys when you're in high school. For sure. <laughs> for just sure, like a dude. total kidney shutdown for like creatine <laughs> loading. <laughs> so dumb. Um, but I just loved it. My dad was always, uh, he was like a lifetime member at Sports Mall. So we have a, okay. so I was at sports mall a lot as a kid. So, um, anyway, that's kind of where I learned to love exercising and stuff was training for high school football. Um, perfect. Playing. Yeah. So yeah. How'd you get, how'd you get into endurance sports? Tell us a little bit about that. So, um, uh, as Jace knows, um, CrossFit kind of came around 2007, 2008 and me and this buddy were like, I'm not going to pay for that. Um, so we started doing this ridiculous, we would go to Gold's on Van Winkle and I would, I bought a Dynamax ball, Jay's bought, we would take in our own kettlebells. We, we had this suitcase we would roll in with like freaking rings and all the dumbest stuff. <laughs> You'd bring was, them in yourself? Yeah. Well, they didn't have any of the stuff. They didn't okay. have like okay. uh, slam balls and whatever. And so we would make up um, these workouts at Gold's that were just, it was like, 400 body weight squats and 600 pull-ups. I mean, we were in there for like hours, just so dumb. And, uh, the, it kind of came from inspiration. I don't know if you've ever seen the gym, like there's a company called Jim Jones here in Salt Lake that trained all the 300 guys for the movie 300. And that was it. Like we would go to their site, we would steal their workouts. And one time me and Chris Hampshire finally realized this is a buddy I do it with. Like, hey, let's go do a triathlon. Like, that's stupid. Like, so hard, run, swim, um, bike. So we signed up for um, one of these triathlons, the Yuba. And I vividly remember he gave me a caffeine capsule right before the swim, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, why not? It's a great idea. Dude, I almost had like a heart attack in my open water swim. I'd never open water swim. <laughs> I'm now juiced on like 500 milligrams of caffeine. I was like panicking on my back for a long time. I barely float to the end. I got on the bike. Wasn't even my bike. Like some, I borrowed some stupid bike and that it was terrible. But then I was like, well, we can get better at this. So that's kind of where it came from was like, I dove into this weird triathlon world that took me to like, bought a TT bike, did the St. George half Ironman, did the pumpkin man half, half Ironman. And finally, after doing one of those half Ironmans, Kristen was like, this is just, this has got to stop. Like she was like voice of reason, you know, training for swimming in the morning, running, biking. She's like, you are a selfish SOB and you're done doing triathlon. So I was like, fair enough. Like I kind of just gave it all up, but I had, I bought this specialized Elise and aluminum from bicycle center that then I then sold and bought this weird Orbea time trial bike from a buddy. Uh, he's just a close friend that used to do time trials. And I rode a time trial bike, like as my bike for, did you really? Yeah. For like two years. It was like all I rode up in me 
dude, I rode a big cottonwood with a standard crank and a 23 in the back. Just like me, like I had no, I, I was so dumb. <laughs> to be fair, you rode with a 25 on the back until like two years <laughs> yeah, ago. That's true. <laughs> this is true. This is true. It's true. It's true. Very true. But I mean, like, that's kind of where it started. I was um, out training for whatever <clears throat> triathlons. And I wouldn't say I was like an endurance athlete, though. I would just, I think my strategy was like, survive the swim, just freaking nuke the bike, and then try not to jog. <laughs> like, or try not Smart. to walk. I would just like, try to suffer through it. So anyway, I did a lot of it with Jameson. So Jameson Rice on the team, like me and James did a bunch of tries together. It was kind of our fun thing we do. Um, but yeah, it was kind of the beginnings of endurance sports. That's cool. Um, what about me, Dooley? How'd we, uh, how'd you find me doing? Yeah. Why? So Dwelle, yeah, Dwelle came easy um, because Dwelle's, you guys know, Dwelle's ride at just an asinine time of day. So I would go out at 5 a.m. and there was Chip. Everywhere I went, there's Chip. Like I'm up Mill Creek. Oh, there's that guy, Chip. There's Chip. I'd, I'd, be, an, I'd be an Emmy. I'd be like, oh, there's Chris Peterson. I, w- I don't know who they were, but it was like I was always seeing the same guy. And that happened all summer. It was like the summer of 2013 or some dude. I saw him all the time and I'm on that stupid time trial bike. Like I was, <laughs> that's probably why they didn't invite me. That's probably why Chip was like, Oh, we can't have that guy in a group ride. But like finally one morning. Um, so Chip and I were in the same neighborhood. Spencer was like, Hey, you should come out. Me and this guy, Blake uh, Dowdle and Blake had just won cat five at Lodija. So it was like, Middle of September, he's like, come ride Mill Creek with us. So I was like, okay, fair enough. So I show up. You guys know Mill Creek. It's freezing. I don't have any gear. I'm an idiot. And Chip's like, oh, let me get you a jacket. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks, Chip. We're riding up Mill Creek, and they're just kind of like, I can tell they're like waiting for me. I'm like dangling in the back, just, and I'm freezing. And so I decided it would be a good idea to put this rain wind jacket on on the three bears on the three miserables like you know that section i'm like i so i'm like pulling it out of my back and the freaking jacket gets stuck in the spokes of my rear wheel <laughs> yes <laughs> and i'm like uh guys and i can see him just kind of roll you know how patient chip is he's like oh it's all good but i'm like i'm failing this interview this bike interview like i am tanking this experience um but dude that was it like after that i'm like i want to ride i would only ever ride with guys that were from me dwelling like it was just like that's who chip was with that's who i was with so that kind of started 2013 i bought a kit in 2014 and then from there i was i started going to their mill creek rides um, Chip brought me a kit in 2004. He like dropped it off in my house before I did Haleakala. And I'm like, okay, I'm in this. Like, this is so fun. I wore it to the top of the volcano. And dude, from there, I was, that was it. Like, I would just go on all their team rides. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's Chip, awesome, man. man. Chip, Chip, the ultimate ambassador. Chip, Charlie, Peterson, all of them, man. I got to tell you, Stu, that reminds me of a similar situation riding with you two, actually, when I was first starting. It was up Emmy. It was just us three, I think. It was a rare morning with a tailwind. Yeah. Emmy. Yeah. And you guys were just like kind of pedaling. <laughs> and, I, and I was going as hard as I could, like <laughs> heart rate, max, total red line. Uh-huh. And you, you guys were like, Lang, you're going to get that sub 30 Emmy like right away. Like, <laughs> Day you know, one. You're cycling. I don't even remember that. And I was That's so good. Like we hit the fire station and I mm-hmm. said, guys, I'm done. This like, is not, this is not, I'm, <laughs> I'm cooked. And you guys aren't even breathing. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, just wanting to die. And I actually, I texted you, Stu, after and I said, I'm so sorry. I ruined. Oh. Such Whatever. a good morning for you. <laughs> rare tailwind. And you just said, dude, not even. You have to realize how much I love cycling. I just <laughs> love being out there with you. It doesn't even matter. Like, yeah. we'll get it again. Well, there'll be another tailwind morning. Nice, dude. That's funny. 
That's good. <laughs> it's so it's so funny you remember that. I mean, that's 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 great, man. That's good. Um, that's so good. Um, so Stu, what about your? Uh, we all know you love racing. We love training. Obviously, you've talked about it, but uh, yeah. How how does that all incorporate into your lifestyle? Yeah. Tell us about yeah. your lifestyle, your training, your racing. You know, tell mm-hmm. us about it. Um, since I was like mid twenties, um, I kind of had this weird desire to train. Uh, I kind of became addicted to this idea that um, the that the phrase is the mind is primary, meaning like um, whatever all the physical stuff that follows hard discipline training is nice, but I'm really in the business of training like my mind. So to become, whether it's more resilient or more disciplined or have a deeper character or learn whatever life lessons, I have found no better teacher than cycling to do all those things. And so um, whether it's the discipline of getting up, being prepared, be meticulous with a machine, having a training plan, preparing for a race, um, working with others, you know, doing something sometimes that where you're like, I don't really feel like doing this. Sometimes I love this sport mostly for that. And I, so cycling for me is like part task, part fitness, part training, part socializing. Like there's, it hits so many different aspects of life um, that I, I love it. Like it's, it's seriously, um, it's hard to not want to share it and be part of a thing that, that takes cycling to everyone and shows them how special it can be on all those different levels. Um, I mean, some of the things I love most is, and you guys both know this, like I, I love taking a Mill Creek PR and saying, okay, this year, how is it faster, better equipment? I'm lighter, I'm stronger. Um, whatever, like, I love to watch those Canyon PRs. It's one of my most favorite things to see year to year, how I get better. Um, and I mean, beyond that, like training and showing my kids, I can do hard things and, and be a disciplined rider. I mean, there's so many aspects of the sport that I love. Um, so yeah, is that good? No, Does that answer your question? No, that's good. You know, and, and I, I'll just echo this because I've, I had the opportunity to do your support for Lodicea uh, a couple of years ago. And I think I saw this firsthand is kind of the, the lifestyle, the, the time that you put in the, the preparation you put in to make it all meticulous and, and perfect for me, at least to do all your, your uh, you know, your support. And I mean, for me, it was eye opening. I mean, it really taught me a whole lot and taught me the type of person I mean, that you are, the type of leader you are. And so um, I, I walked away from that experience, like, man, I, I could do so much better in my life. My, my preparation and things. I mean, it was, it was a huge uh, bonus for me. So thank you. It's awesome. Well, I learned, Oh, go ahead, Jace. No, go ahead. I've just learned from, and I'll, I'll maybe get into this in a sec, but I've learned from, I mean, there's no, so in our business, in our, in our crown council business, we tell that people that it's ridiculous to create mediocrity, you know, copy genius, copy the guys who are the geniuses that, and surround yourself with those dudes that like, or women that are not trying to figure it out on their own. And that is literally what I have done in cycling, like followed some of these dwellers uh, in yellow jerseys who I'm just like, yep. Right. This is who I learned. I love to ride with and be with. And they've kind of shown me uh, cause it's not easy. Like Jace knows it's not easy to enter this arena there's so many things, even buying Peloton kits, you know, Jace learned the hard way. <laughs> it's the, it's the famous saying, can you, can you learn from the experience of others? And, and absolutely you can for sure. So. Yeah. So that's probably a good transition actually of you kind of laid the foundation of who you are as a person and kind of why you maybe stand out as a leader and kind of gravitate to leadership roles. So how did that, how did you kind of take over Midwelly leadership and become one of these, the, you know, the boss Dooley? Dang, let's go. So Chip and I, um, we were close and I started to just dabble, you know, the team used to have a website and, and like, I'm like, I'll get on the website. 
and some of the links were old and the pictures were stock. And I was like, I'm going to just create a website and I'm going to see what they think. So I created one of those drag and drop websites on Squarespace, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I showed it to Gino and Chris and I was like, Hey, I created this and I'm happy to manage it. And they were just like, Oh, what? Yes. Thank you. Um, and so then on the side, I created a Twitter feed and a, and a Instagram page. And I started just posting um, whatever. And I started just doing things that I thought would help the team and uh, team leadership was like, this is dope. Like, thank you. Uh, continue to do all of this free service for us. We are like uh, grateful for this idiot kid who's like, (laughs) and it was just kind of like, because I loved the idea of this group um, and making it cool and designing cool kits. And that was kind of where we went. Like Chip started um, bringing me in for kit ideas Um, and he started introducing me to guys like Chris. And then I think things really started to take hold when I was introduced to sharp. I really loved his mindset of just like, he would just go like, I loved it. I remember one time he called me, it was snowing or maybe just chilly. It was Valentine's day. And he's like, let's go up big. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds, let's go. So we got to Storm Mountain or a little above it, and it was a whiteout, like snowstorm. And I'll never forget, if you go to Sharp's Instagram page, there's a picture of us in a whiteout in Big Cottonwood. And we're just like, eh, it's so fun. <laughs> but like I had experience after experience with Sharp doing that like ultimate challenge. Um, like you name it, Sharp's there by my side those first couple of years, just kind of like teaching me how he does Lodija, his, you know, his seven P's. Um, and all the things that he does that like makes a great writer. And that's kind of how I started to meet all these guys who ran the team, who, who'd been part of the group forever. And, um, I mean, it, that, that is essentially where it started. Um, and then should I keep going? Well, I was just going to say, um, yes, keep going, but you passed that along to me as a new writer too. Just a couple of years ago, I said, Hey, how can I learn what to do? What am I, there's so much in this sport that so you, much. there's a steep learning curve. And you just said, find the best, most experienced writer and do what they do. And that was sharp for you. And that was you for me, honestly. So I'm super grateful for that. Yes. <laughs> Passing down bad habits from one writer to the next. Yeah. <laughs> just the, uh-huh. teaching me how to be an idiot, just like yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Would an idiot do this? Then we're doing it. That's great. <laughs> That's but fun. yeah, keep going. Um, I mean, I started signing up for races. It was a few years before I did Lodija. I thought that was just like the grand ending of all, the pinnacle of all endurance events and i did it i think the first time was 2005 me and chip rode side by side that whole race um spence took me under his wing he showed me how he trained and ate and our wives stayed together all day um me and kristen would always do huntsman 140 from delta like we would drive to delta and ride back i don't know if you guys have ever done huntsman 140 uh i signed up for east canyon once where i drove up with paul watson and and sharp and they it was my one of my first like major like races i'll never forget them kind of training me and showing me dude i've done iron lung i love mirror lake highway race and so like all those events just kind of brought me to the like who i am when it comes to racing and training and events and being with the team and i don't know if you guys are the same but like as soon as i see an event i want you both to be there like, why would I 100%. sign up to do a thing and be like, I'm going to do this by myself. Like the fun, the funnest part about our team is like, Oh, we're going we're to arrive together as friends, do it. And then enjoy that experience when it's over, especially when I get a flat and then all the guys that love and support me, they leave me in the rain. I'm just that kidding. never happened. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 That's just kidding. No, but um, from, from what happened there, 
it was kind of an organic transition to where I was running the website. Chip was designing kits. He was interfacing with Volet more. Um, me and Chris and Gino and those guys, we were like really communicating. And finally, there was just this time where, where Chip and I asked, hey, do you guys want us to do to manage full time? Like we can just run the communication, the website, uh, Instagram page, the kits. And those you got to remember, like those original leaders had had the team for 20 freaking year 25 year i mean 19 how many how many how many members were currently at the team then Stu? well um man it's tough to say i mean 70 80 guys um part of the the email list buying kits part of the group since you know here and there um but a lot like the group was big it was a, an impressive group of dudes um that we that we ran so the like the first year we kind of like really inserted ourselves was when the team went from kits that were orange blue and yellow and white if you remember the so when it went to black yellow and red that was kind of the first year we me and chip designed them and kind of started taking over sponsorship roles and volet relationships anyway is that good what else you want to know that's killer. I just want to know more about the team and how it operates and how you mm -hmm. changed it. So what are some of the things that you introduced to mm -hmm. Miguelli that makes it different than a lot of the other teams that are just kind of like a mm -hmm. group of dudes that ride yeah. together? Man, I don't know, Jace. It's a, I've never participated with other teams. Like, I don't know how they operate, to be honest. Um, I love the way that we do it in the sense of like camaraderie, friendship, openness, um, the way that the group communicates, I think is fun. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that we have the best looking outfits, if I'm being honest, like our spandex is beautiful. I think we have the best sponsors, like the people that support us are not just like businesses that want a free ride. Most, if not all the sponsors in the team are like team members who are like, I want to help this group. Uh, to be better. I want to bring more people in. So that's a really fun aspect of it. I think that the team is awesome because it's generational. There are like dudes and skill levels like across the board. I mean, guys that have competed in Lodija for tw 20 years versus dudes that are brand new, They're like on the high school mountain bike team. I think that's a really fun part of what we do. And if you're listening to this and you're outside the team, you have to know like, I think the team also receives some like, oh, why are they like that? Like some teams are very specific, whether it's racing or mountain biking or um, like events or whatever. I think that Miduele is an interesting part because we try to provide aspects of multiple different genres, like Scotty Miles, dirt advent, like our partnership yeah. with Ventum. I mean, like uh, gravel riding, cyclocross, mountain biking. I mean, there is a dwelling in every event you could possibly imagine, which I think is really fun, um, for people to be a part of. So plus like great swag. Come on. I spent a lot of time making hats, sweatshirts, t-shirts. Well, and, and, and I think too, one, one unique thing too, about the team and I'll add to, to all you said, Stu is, you know, I think this was maybe mentioned in the outline, but, uh, and, and maybe you had mentioned this to me too, but um, you know, when somebody signs up for a race, it's like, who's going to suffer with me? It's, it's not about, it's not individual first. It's like you sign up and then it's like, oh, who's going to enter with me or who's going to ride riding with me? And I think that's what epitomizes me duly is how can I suffer with everybody, the whole team? You know, I want to suffer with everybody, not just with myself only, but with other people. Does that make sense? It does. And I think that more than anything, like why a team? I mean, who cares? Why didn't you just go ride alone and show up and whatever? I think more than anything, the inside of us, whether it's heaven sent, a godly, whatever, I believe that people are programmed to gather. People love to be together. And I think it's fun to create a group who have similar goals, even different goals, whatever. But the idea exists that like-minded people are coming together to have experiences that they enjoy or don't enjoy. Uh, learning from each other, becoming better together, whether it's writers or just people. Um, I think that's one of the coolest parts about what we do uh, being part of this group. So 
I think you do a killer job doing that. And you even go a little bit further above and beyond to recognize people that do, you know, maybe something extra and great. Tell us more about like the yellow Jersey and why that is a thing. You know, there was a point where we wanted to honor those who had laid the legacy of what we are. I mean, if you've listened to the podcast with Eric Olson, I mean, that guy, like the legacy he's laid of what this team means, like even the team name, like what, what me duele means, um, like that understanding, it's kind of like honoring those that have been before us as though, as well as those that will carry on what, what we are like, um, the standards, they're kind of like the standard bearer. They fly the flag of, uh, of who we are. And it was created, I think we're now into our third or fourth year for yellow jerseys. It's a team nominated honor where teammates vote or I don't know, vote. They send in a submission of someone that they think is worthy. And then uh, we honor them. I mean, it's not like we're like, uh, it's not like me and Chip are picking people. It literally is just like, Hey, if you think that your teammate deserves this, nominate them. Um, and that's the yellow jersey. We pick two or three a year, and uh, they wear the – dude, they wear the yellow. So, yeah. Is that good? I think it's super special um, just because cycling, as I've learned, is super entrenched in tradition. Um, and it's nice to recognize the people, like you said, that have gone before and kind of laid the groundwork. And then also people that are – you know, newer to the sport and just doing things like, you know, Jake was recognized because he just freaking shows up every day. He's always at the group rides. He's always willing to ride and he's always willing to invite new people. So yeah, um, it's nice to kind of create more inclusion and, and recognize people doing that. Yeah, we'd give him money, but we just jerseys are a lot easier. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. so you spend a ton of time doing this. You're yeah. thinking of things like the yellow jersey, you're designing kits, you're reaching out to people, you're managing the group me, you're helping do team camp, you're doing a podcast, you're, I mean, mm-hmm. countless things. Why in the world do you do that? I think more than anything, it has to do, if I haven't mentioned it already, the idea of um, if I love a thing, I'm going to share it like end of story, maybe it's my personality, maybe it's my character, but like, if I love a thing, I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to share it with the people that I love and maybe even some of the people I don't love, like they should be part of this experience. Um, Like you go out for a long Saturday ride and you're like, who else can we bring along? Like, this is so, everyone needs to be experiencing this activity. You know, when we did Mirror Lake Highway Jace last year, it was like, it was awful but then as soon as it's done, you're like, I wish everybody would have been here to do this with us. And I think that is my why, you know, is sharing how special this sport is and how fun it is, how beautiful Mill Creek Canyon is at 5.45 a.m. in July. Like, how are you beautiful. not How are you not up there experiencing that? Like, everyone should be there. Um, just kidding. Don't it's ugly. Don't go up, please <laughs> keep that Canyon. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think, I think that is why, and I mean, the podcast in and of itself is like, you need to meet Dan Tunnell. If you don't know him, here's a pocket. You, you have to meet this man. Like um, that is why it exists. Like meet him, meet Eric Olson, you know, meet these guys. I mean, so the passion behind creating a podcast is because I feel bad. You don't know him you should meet him and learn from a guy who had this incredible experience adopting his child. Like you should know that story. And I think that this it's similar with, um, with this team, like all the great things that I've learned. It's fun to share. And I know chip feels the same way. We, we, we should interview him the same, but I mean, his passion for all things bike is unmatched. It so, is. Yeah. Was that good? Was that a good reason? Is that good enough reason to spend all this time doing it? I don't, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I question your sanity all the time. I know you do (laughs) a a few times where I've just like, 
hey, there's this Oakley deal. Reach out if you have any questions. And like 40 people text me questions. I'm like, this is Stu's whole life. Well, what about when we tried to organize, we organized the freaking CBD thing last year and everyone's like, let's do it again. I'm like, I'm not doing that again. You can go, you can go buy your own CBD cream if you'd like. <laughs> just, just managing the, the personalities of the team seems yeah, that's hard. hard. I mean, they, it is hard. They expect a lot from you. And I mean, yeah. you're willing to sacrifice and give it, it seems like. You know, and it wasn't like that. It's not always been this way. You know, I would say it's recently that I've become more and more sensitive to people's inclusion to be, you know, like I'm joining a thing where I want to be included. If you guys look at like, I have a person submit a form. I want to be part. Why? I always ask them why. And it's always the same. I want to be with people who are such and such and such. I want to train with guys who are such and such and such. And managing that expectation is not, it is hard. You know, Doug Brower always says it. He's always like, how do you manage your own personal time mixed with the needs of all these people? And he's like, why do you, how, why? And I mean, in the end, my best friends are coming from this experience. I didn't know you two. A couple of years ago, I, who would have ever thought like as grown men, I'm going to be making new, incredible, like relationships with people that I didn't know outside. Like my friends are from high school. No, they're not. Mine are from this incredible sport that bring us together in situations where like when it's over, I would do anything for that person. You know, that's pretty 100%. cool. That's a pretty cool thing as an adult to create relationships like that. So. That's why I do it. I agree. Yeah, it's good. It's good enough for me. <laughs> um, this is my favorite part of the, of every podcast, Stu. And, and uh, I think you being the leader of the team and, you know, obviously sharing your why, sharing your story. But uh, um, for all maybe those new people, even the older people, um, you know, this is the best part. Talking about advice or what suggestions do you have um, for us or, or anybody out there that's that's maybe listening? Um, yeah. So, uh yeah, sure. Share some advice or some suggestions okay. that you have. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, I'm not the wisest old guy, whatever. I'm 42. Just turned 42. Ugh, tough. But I have learned a few things. Like sport has taught me a, a few things. So if you're like listening and you're like, oh, I'm involved in cycling. Here's um, These are quick. This is kind of what I came up with. Um, one is all of the accomplishments I've had on the bike or cycling are usually a product of, as I mentioned earlier, a product of where I believe my mind is trained to perform. Um, and I'll give you a couple examples. There was this time where I was riding up Mill Creek or riding up immigration, whatever. I'm by myself on that TT bike. So stupid. And it's dark. And this guy comes up behind me and he's sitting on my wheel. And as a young new rider, you're like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? And then he comes around me and I'm like, F that. So I like <laughs> next to him and we, the whole way up the cane, we're just like, bump, 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 the whole way. And then at the elbow, he drops me like freaking just nuked me. Right. We get to the top and it's Steve Murdoch. I don't know if you guys know Steve Murdoch. So he gets to the top, Steve Murdoch's there. And he's like, who are you? That was so fun. He's like, you ripped my legs off. And I was like, what are you saying? That was terrible. Like, <laughs> and he kind of explained to me, like, this is a thing. Like what we did today in the Canyon is that was like a good thing. Like it was fun, hard. And, uh, I got home and Strava was new and I, and we rode sub 30 and I was like, dang, that was cool. And so I started like telling I, everyone I met, like, I rode milk immigration in under 30 minutes. And they're like, is that a thing? I don't even know. Is that like, good job, I guess. Great job. <laughs> and from that moment, I started to kind of think to myself, I, I looked at all those times and I was like, dude, I could do a 28, 27, 26, 25, 24. And it was the same in Mill Creek, same like little Codwood. I was like, dude, I wonder if sub 50 is possible. And so what I, if, if I'm going to give advice, 
I honestly think that like you make your mind up to do a thing way before it happens. And like, you, you know, I know in my mind that it's going to happen before I even show up. I know that sounds maybe like ridiculous, but cycling has taught me like, I'm going to crush a sub 50 today. End of story. Or it's, uh, it's on the same side, the flip side, which is I feel terrible. It's going to be awful today in Mill Creek. Guess what? Ha- guess what happens? Guaranteed. It's terrible. Like you're going to be a sad person. Um, anyway, my advice, train your mind. Like, I think it's a huge part of this is sport. I think it's a huge part of like being a father, being a business person is like your willingness to commit to something, stick with it, have no doubts that no matter how bad it gets, you're just going to stay there. You're going to do it. And like, yeah, I'm going to puke and my lungs feel like they're bleeding. And guess what? Who cares? I'm not going to die. I'm going to go for it. And that's great. And honestly, like I've said this to Charles before, it's like sacred sometimes. Like it's a spiritual experience that I come back and I'm like, that was actually beyond physical fitness. That was like a moment, a defining moment in my life that was so fun. And, uh, I crave it a lot. That's why winter sucks sometimes. I want to be back out there in the morning, like doing Jason Lang immigration runs where he's sitting behind us, right? I mean, that's now, now we're now now we're sitting behind him though. He's it's yeah, the tide no has joke, changed, dude. right? So, yeah, so now now we're sitting behind him <laughs> and yeah. it's uh, game over. So but I think that's a I mean, whether it's advice or whatever. I love Jocko Willick. I don't know if you guys know him, that Navy SEAL. He's, he always talks about how uh, discipline equals freedom. You know, it's like, I believe that for your mind. Like your thoughts are things. Like you think it, it's going to happen. If you're disciplined and you continue to train your mind, um, I think it's great. Anyway, so yeah. That's um, you ta- yeah, you, ta- you talked about too. I mean, talk a little bit about watching Kristen finish her first point to point. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Um, so I, Kristen trained this year for point to point and I've, I've supported her at point to point and at Lodija. And I will honestly say like, from my perspective, like watching those experiences, they're just as sacred, like being part of an experience that is like connecting us from, a like a commitment discipline perspective is like, is money. It is so cool to watch her finish, win, podium. Um, I, I kind of let go of this idea of that the ending result is the thing that matters. The thing that matters to me is like the sacred nature of training together, the time spent together, like all those experiences that lead up to payday, which is like being at the finish line with her or being at the finish line with Jake. Like, I don't think there's anything more special than hugging that person at the end of Lodija. Um, because it's like this culmination of all these cool things that have brought you to that point. So, I mean, from, from an advice perspective, sometimes those results are not as special as all the things that lead up to creating that result that, and that's why I try to embrace, like, I try to not worry about everything else. I try to love the journey as cliche, as, as, cliche as that is. So. What about uh, enjoy about- the journey, you everybody? <laughs> you talk. You talk about balance, Stu. There's another yeah. point in here. You talk about balance. Tell us about that. Balance is crazy. Uh, I think for the sport, like dudes get. If there's one thing I've seen, dudes get freaking weird when it comes to balance. If there's one thing I've learned, especially interviewing guys on this podcast, balance is like the key to not being a. I don't. I don't want to be rude to people, but it is like balance is everything when it comes to the sport because you can get super weird about your equipment like having the balance when it comes to buying stuff or uh, the time that you think you deserve to train i used to make fun of crossfitters jace that were like doing their mobility and then they do their strength and then they do their metcon and then they got to work on gymnast and they're in the gym for like two and a half hours right two and a half hours that's like a tuesday ride to big mountains like big whoop like i do that And now I'm like having that balance, that perspective of time spent, it is exercise, right? End of story. 
This is not like curing cancer. We are riding a bike. And so balance, I am always super conscious about like when my kids look back, are they going to be like, dude, dad was super unbalanced. He always put that dumb thing downstairs in front of us. Like that is a terrifying thought, you know, 600 hours this year on a bike. That's crazy. That, that is that balance. I'm glad I have a partner who will check me and tell me like, you are a weirdo, you know, <laughs> you know, everything that we do does not have to revolve around this thing, eating, sleeping, training, resting, massage, boots, Theragun, camp, travel, equipment. Like it's just a little too much sometimes. And so finding balance in the sport is uh, what, whatever. I can be spiritual. One of my favorite scriptures, where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. I, I think about that all the time. Where does my heart go when it like doesn't have to go anywhere? Do I think about my kids? Do I think about my job? Do I think about my church? Or do I always just think about biking? Well, guess where my treasure is, man. Guess where my heart is. Like that to me is sometimes a good check for balance is um, how, how much time am I devoting my mind to this experience? And it is, it can wrap you up, man. It can be everywhere. So that's tough, but I guess I'm preaching to myself. Balance is always like something I'm worried about. And I think it's important. One thing that you, I've noticed you do a great job at Stu is you're, you're in it for you and you're competing with yourself. Um, and you don't let the balance get out of whack where you're just like, oh my gosh, this guy just beat my time up little. Cause sometimes I've even reached out to you and like, Hey, did you just see Jess beat your time up little? And you're like, I'm so happy. <laughs> yes, like, that is his thing. Like this was his day, but that's not my, like, yeah, it's true. My, my time is my time and my days are my days. And you know, like what Melissa said on her pod is that wins, wins be wins. wins. Yeah. Your wins be your wins. Like you're really good at doing that. Yeah. Well, Strava's created an interesting beast that I don't think used to exist that is really hard to balance sometimes. So, but it's okay. to. I think it's, it's good to compare sometimes I'll jump over to uh, best of team. I mean, you should go look at who has the fastest immigration time on me dwelling. Just go take a look. It's you. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh. kidding. Now you I set myself up for a disaster. <laughs> what, what? I mean, it's a good segue going on to the uh, the next segment here. Is <laughs> don't take it too serious. Don't man. take so it too serious. It's true. Let's 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 finish it off here. Let's let's take it in for a landing. Give us this last little. You know, here. Um, I love Aaron Jordan. Uh, I think he's super wise, super smart, and uh, oftentimes he reminds us on our Zwift rides. Like he jokes around about it, but he's like, "Hey, it's pretend, guys. Like we're pretending." We're, we're not, we're biking to nowhere right now in our basements. Um, another guy, new guy on our team, uh, Jeremy Woods has a, his, the team he came from or manages is literally called killing time cycling. Like that was the name of their thing. And I think both of those stories are excellent perspective for what we're, we are riding a bike. This is not, we are not doing anything of any consequence whatsoever. And maybe some people will argue with me about that but dude we are literally just like having fun it's a bike and uh, try not to take it i try not to take it too serious um and cross that line like jace jake was jace was just saying which is like it's okay you know there's some people that do not want to be on this team they do not fit in right in in recent months we've had people that joined the last couple of years and they left and i'm trying not to be sensitive about it because they were critical of hey this this doesn't fit for me. And it's your fault, Stuart. Like you're the leader here and, and it didn't work. And I'm like, you know, it hurts me because I want this to be a safe place. I want this to be a good place for everyone. But at the same time, dude, go find, don't be too serious. Go find a group that fits. I want you to have that. I want you to be in a tribe where you're like, I love this tribe. I love these group of people. And if this isn't it, that's okay. You know, and, and that's uh, a, a lesson that I've learned here, which is like, it's just a bike. It's okay. As serious as it is, as, I'm, as how much time it does take and the feelings that we have here, um, it is just like playing around. 
we are literally wasting time <laughs> riding around on two wheels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not saying um, that everything is a waste because obviously this whole podcast was about how it's not a waste, but at the same time, I mean, it is just like a first world problem. Like if tomorrow things changed, um, all those hours, all that energy that's devoted to this experience, it really is just like riding around on a bike. And, um, uh, I, I remember once I saw a race director criticized for not having their time, having the race finish on time, or he made the guys sit around like they had to sit around and they wasted, wasted our day waiting for the race to start. And this dude was, he, he literally commented, I think it was a social post. He commented like, it's riding bikes, dude. It's all a waste of time. Like, <laughs> like you signed up to pedal around. Uh, anyway, so I, I, um, anyway, was that good? Was that uh, I think, uh, you're, you're a great example of doing exactly, you know, practicing what you preach. There's, something to be said for when you're out on the bike or racing um, to just be remembered as like a good person, a good teammate, somebody that works hard. Cause yeah. you know, when I ride with dudes at Lodija, I'm not like, Hey, didn't you take yeah. fourth place at Lodija in 2019? <laughs> like what? I just look at you and I think, Oh, you're that guy that like worked hard and took his poles and was like fun to talk to. For and real. Wasn't a jerk. Like, that's you. That's why I love riding with you. And it's true. That's why I gravitate towards like the guys on TBD, the guys on team real. Those are the guys that like, I want to, you know, this group, I surround myself with guys like that, Jace. I agree hundred percent. No, no one cares that you want a thing like pfft. you want a thing, but you're like a jerk. Congratulations. Like thumbs yeah. up jerk. Like here's your medal. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> you you remember you remember the people you suffer with man i think it's that's true. what that's what me duly represents and i mean all of my memories have come from suffering with both of you i mean seriously suffered with you Stu, multiple times suffered with mm -hmm. jason you multiple times and those are the memories that are forever ingrained in my mind you know the yeah. people who i've suffered with so yes great me duele i suffer me duele yeah. Well, um, well, let's do anything else. I mean, it's been an absolute no. pleasure. Anything else you want to share? Any, no. any more little gold nuggets? No, I just, uh, I'm super filled with gratitude. I mean, I really am. Uh, one from, for a wife, like um, who not only does this with me, that is rare, but also allows me to be kind of a weirdo with this stuff, like training and bikes and all. She has embraced this uh we've embraced it together and like as a team is really fun. Um, as you guys know, she rides with us and that like, I couldn't be more grateful for someone who not only has the courage, but also has the fortitude to be like, I'm going to stick with this. Even when these stupid boys drop me time and time again, dude, she sticks with it. And then she lays it out. I mean, so I am very grateful for a partner who, um, yeah, who's in it with me. She's, incredible so i don't honestly i don't know how i would do i don't know what you guys say to your wives like how do you justify all the time you spend you just ask for forgiveness a lot <laughs> yeah. i don't have my, to really i don't have to do that we're together so anyway <laughs> my wife's usually asleep so when we we, we ride in yes. the morning so she's yes. usually asleep um but no nothing else i would express my deep gratitude to everyone involved in this team like they've touched uh me my kids my future, who I am. Um, just super grateful to share time as a human being on earth together with, uh, with everybody. Life's just the best. So that's it. Well, we love you, Stu, and we appreciate your leadership and you know, the kindness and all the hard work you put into this team, this team, you know, since you and Chip took it over and, and I'll speak for me and, and you've let me in on a little things the last you know, year or two. And, you know, I've seen firsthand what you and Chip go through on a daily basis and, you know, I just, I'm forever grateful for all the time and effort you put in and, um, you know, the help that you provided and even the constant friendship, man. I mean, seriously, it's, it's your friend that's uh, become one of my closest friends. And I'm sure Jason would say the same. I mean, you've become all of our friends and, and, uh, our best friends. So thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to interview man. you, man. It's been, yeah. been great. I'm grateful. Lucky to have you. Yeah, man. Hey, and make no mistake about it. Um, I want to bury you both all the time. Oof. 
I'll crush you. I'm going to crush you in, in about an hour, so we're good. You want to lay down the line on Empire? I will I will kill myself. Hey, you, you threw out a challenge to everyone for to be your Emmy time. So. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I haven't looked in a long time, so here it comes. Great. <laughs> All right, boys. Thanks so much. Love you, Sue. Thanks, Jason. Good boys.